0: Welcome back to the Geek Centric Podcast, and welcome back to our Watch Club for Star Wars The Bad Batch Season 2. Sitter and back. Ha! It's been a long time since I've seen your shiny claws around Sapatoma. Welcome back to Watch Club. My name is CTO831, but you can call me Hugs, and this is our Watch Club for Star Wars The Bad Batch Season 2, Episode 4, titled Faster. If you're joining us for the first time, this is Watch Club, our weekly review series, kind of like a book club, but way better. Keep in mind, we will be going into full spoilers for this series and Star Wars in general, so if you haven't watched this week's episode yet, be sure to do so, and then come right back in less than 12 sex. Now, before we're forced to take part in a race more dangerous than the Bunta Eve Classic, let me introduce you to our experimental crew of ragtag troopers. First up, dropping in from the sky way up high, we have the dopest, dankest dude on Dagobah, CT Ten O Six, but you can call him Joints.
1: Hello, hello. Oh wait, no, I said a hoy hoy. Oh, dang it, a oh, hoy no. hoy. Dang I was it. waiting for the hoy hoy this week. It's been too long. It's been too long. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you cannot forget your ahoy hoys will disappoint all the boy boys. Uh, and rounding out our small battalion, we are so glad to have a true friend and war hero joining us. And her name is CTO One Eighteen, but you can call her Brushstroke. Yeah, how's it going?
2: Always so excited to be here. So
0: excited.
2: <laughs> I'm going to start every single week with a uh, New Zealand accent.
0: New Zealand accent. I'm feel yeah. It. Apologies to all of our New Zealand listeners. I'm sure there's a ton of oh, you out yeah. there uh, who are just very upset.
2: It's not <laughs> good. Way. I'm just doing it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's, you can't not. When you have such a lovable character with a New Zealand accent and Michelle Ong, shout out to Michelle Ong, oh just says, phenomenal. And it's funny because I've seen her in interviews and it's just her voice. Like that's just her yeah. She's just Omega. It's oh yeah, when we for the most it was part funny,
1: it was funny seeing that live stage reading at Celebration between her and Dee Bradley because it was so good. it was she was just standing there talking, and then there's the guy next to her doing all four voices at once, and it was just so incredible.
0: <laughs> fantastic, fantastic. I mean, I think the the only difference would be like there's a certain innocence to Omega mm-hmm. that I think of she course, still definitely yeah. brings out mm-hmm. and uh and and yeah, does a phenomenal job. But oh my gosh, just I every word she says, I'm just like ah. Say it again. Uh, well, here we are again. Um, you know, I think Darcy. Last week, you kind of mentioned that you were a little worried about uh, the next sort of side mission episode. This is very much a side mission episode, but it, I was, think done well. yeah, it was done well. Yeah, done well. I think if you're a fan of Episode One, uh, Phantom Menace, you're you're getting some feels out of this episode mm-hmm. yep. for sure. Um, so listen, let's let's waste no time. Let's get to this plot. Let's waste no time. Let's (laughs) get to this plot nice and fast. Uh, The episode kicks off back at Sid's place where Wrecker and Omega are enjoying a game of Djarik. Uh, Sid Volin tells Wrecker, Tech, and Omega to come to Safatoma as as security for her as she's set to settle a debate um, with a gang leader um, by betting on a local death race called Riot Racing. Uh, She introduces them to Teo. Uh, who's a droid who, who boasts just how incredible he is at riot racing. Teo is racing a modified 12 series speeder, uh, and then Malegi is a gang leader who shows up uh, trying to intimidate Sid and her crew, telling her that Teo will never beat his Nasorian champion. Uh, she makes a side bet on the race, uh, where the following morning we see Jet Venom and his paid cohort put Teo in what they call a Venom Crunch. Causing him to take a tumble and completely fall apart. Uh, so let's, we'll talk about the riot races, but let's start off. Ben Schwartz uh, coming oh, so in good. as Teo. He's always got to go fast, this
1: guy. What's up with him and going fast? I don't know. I was getting mad Dewey Duck vibes from this whole performance of how <laughs> cocky he was, and I love it. I mean, Ben Schwartz is so good as, like, his voice is, and being cocky. Anything he is is, like you said, so cocky and full of himself, and it just works so good. And again, another droid with a fantastic voice actor. Like, I give me more droids in Star Wars, because apparently they get great comedians to fill out these these roles. It's awesome.
2: Oh, it's perfect. I also love, you know, like you're saying, Ben, Sh- ben Schwartz plays these fantastically... Um, Oh my god, my brain just stopped working. <laughs> ben Schwartz always plays these fantastically confident and cocky characters. And, you know, it was very reminiscent of his time on Parks and Rec with mm-hmm. his sister. So I the moment Teo came on screen, I did another ear thing. I was like, oh, I know that voice. Why oh. do I know that voice so well? <laughs> um yeah, he did a fantastic job.
0: Well, I just love how cocky he is. I love I love that uh, you know he the way that he he's such a has such a douchey attitude um but yeah like for me it was instantly I was like oh Ben Schwartz okay and then I loved how his head would like swivel back flip. and forth whenever he would like somebody would say something like to him and he would like try to correct them by flipping his head backwards uh and I loved that even though he could flip his head forward and backwards he still never saw what was coming to him uh, (laughs) as he gets absolutely decimated, gets wrecked in this episode. Um, But no, I thought he was great. I, I love, hearing the roaring of the speeders as soon as we got to like onto the planet and we're starting to walk towards the racing pit I was like I was like oh pod racing That's pod racing here we go <laughs> um this was such a cheap play at prequel trilogy fans but I do not care like it was it was so welcome it was so awesome um uh, I want to just call attention to something that was added to the Star Wars canon here and I think it's really really important um that I do this because at the beginning of the episode, we learn that Hunter and Echo aren't in this episode because they're transporting for Sid uh, 50 cases of Nerf nuggets. Okay, so what are <laughs> Nerf nuggets, right? We know that Nerf herders uh, are people who herd nerfs, which are like cows uh, in Star Wars. So I'd have to imagine
1: they're like, would you think they're steak nuggets or yeah, something that's, like that? that's what I was picturing, some okay. sort of, of meat, <laughs> ground meat prepared product type thing. I don't know.
2: <laughs> that's... An interesting thought because with the word "nugget," my brain went to well. People use manure in gardens.
0: Oh, you think it's like a poop thing? <laughs> oh shoot! See, that totally ruins my my thought of like I was gonna tell Galaxy's <laughs> Edge get on these Nerf nuggets. Oh, right? don't get do get these it. into the restaurants. <laughs> Now, now I'm not. I don't know about that anymore. Because at first I thought they sounded delicious, but now you're changing my mind here, Megan. We just they, they need a
2: classification. Be... We just need to know exactly <laughs> what they mean.
0: Please get the Dave. Get the story group on this. We need to know what <laughs> is it food or is it poop? Is it one or the other? Is it one that becomes the other? Let's you know figure this out. Um, <laughs> but yes, okay, Nerf Nuggets. I think we've we've cleared that up. Um, let's let's keep going here. Malegi shows up with his crew to collect the debt from the bet, uh, and Sid asks for more time to get him his payment. Omega suggests to Malegi that they do one last race, uh, and if he wins, they'll pay him double, but if Sid wins, they leave debt free. Uh, After some convincing, Malegi keeps Sid as collateral and agrees to race the next day. Tech operates on Teo, rebuilding him, while Wrecker tells Tech they should just use their military tactics to take out Malegi and rescue Sid. Tech reminds him that Malegi's got two too many connections to risk any fallout from this mission. Malegi and Sid have a conversation where he reminds her that sooner or later, the outcast that she's been hanging out with will get to know the real Sid. Uh, so before we keep going here, you know, what did, what did you think of uh, of Malegi, And what do you think he means by the real Sid?
2: That's something that I'm so intrigued by and is actually like a huge point in my notes that I underlined was like <laughs> please more about Sid's past I would love to know everything that she's been through to get to the point that she's at now where she's working with people that she knows wants to do good but she's obviously come from a pretty tragic and I don't know backhanded past so mm-hmm. I, I really hope that they take this season to develop her character and you know, go behind the scenes. Omega sort of has a soft spot with Sid, I think. So mm-hmm. I, I have a feeling that she'll be the one that brings that out of her.
1: Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, I just got to say, I love the fact that Ernie Hudson is the voice of Malegi. I mean, let's go. hearing as soon as he started talking, i like, I recognize this voice as well. So we got two <laughs> big actors in this one and I was lo- loving that. But yeah, I also think that, you know, Sid's backstory just sets up, you know, a wicked scoundrel story in Star Wars where you can figure out how, Someone who was in that you know seedy underworld and kind of switches over to do good and help out the rebellion because we've seen it before and it's a continuing theme is that help will come from the most unlikely places and just exploring that past can can lead to some cool things I think.
0: Well, it was cool to get her fu- her full name, Citerin Scaleback. Um, you know, I I think I love Rhea Perlman, but I will say I think Sid she's she's using the bad match more than anything, and I just. I don't know if, if, you know, she kind of just seems like she's looking out for herself a lot, uh, unfortunately. And I really do. I would hope that, yeah, that that would be really cool if we could see a change in her demeanor or or what have you. Um, But, yeah, dude, Malegi as Ernie, you know, Ernie Hudson as Malegi, I thought. Was, was fantastic. And it's it's cool to see the Dawotin, uh species again after seeing one in Force Awakens. He's that like big guy in Force Awakens that yeah. we see. It's not the same guy, but, um, but I, I thought it was, it's cool how they're sort of, they're retroactively placing these newer Star Wars species into different sections of the canon. Yeah. And so, you know, we saw that in Andor as well with some of the species from episode eight, partying it up at Mon Mothma's apartment, I guess it was. <laughs> yeah. um, but it was, you know, it's cool how they're sort of, these animated shows, they give them the opportunity to say, cool, let's just pull in this this newer species and and bring them in here so that it makes more sense that they're not just in this one part of the galaxy uh, in the later episodes of Star Wars. So, yeah, dude, um, I think, yeah, it, really good job with Malegi. Um, I thought he was really intimidating. Uh, he's a perfect, like, gang leader. Mm-hmm.
2: Totally. I think there's also a couple moments that happen within this sort of part of the show that... Really had me like cackling. Um, go for it. One specific moment is when they're racing and a guy gets shot, like collateral damage. Oh, the yeah. speeder Gee, goes the by, gets shot in the chest. Everyone sort of turns around and looks at him. He dies, and they all just go back to what they were doing. <laughs>
1: And the announcers just like uh, we want to be uh, like have our viewers be informed that this is not on us. You you know the dangers. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's so crazy.
2: Speaking of death and destruction.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: no, I think uh, I think a lot of people probably have died in that audience. Sign
2: some waivers before you go in there.
1: Riot racing seems far more dangerous than pod racing. Yeah. viewers alone. I mean, anything goes, it seems, with these buzzsaws and claws. Oh, and and they got weapons and stuff. stuff. It was... Yeah.
0: What's that game with the clown in it again that uh, that people played on PlayStation? Do you remember? Oh, what is it called?
1: Uh, Oh, uh, Sweet Tooth. What was it? Uh, Yeah. That's the name of the clown. (laughs) I never played as him because I hate clowns. What's the name? I
0: accidentally typed in Sweet Tooth. Um, Taurus? <laughs> Taurus. Uh,
1: um,
0: oh i search sweet tooth it just gives me the netflix series uh listen writers if you want to or listeners if you want to write in and writers if you're a writer who wants to write in uh let us know that's... the name of that video game with the clown where they shoot people in their cars uh let's keep going here um while arguing with tech as to why he's studying the racetrack teo is maliciously struck uh, by a racer seemingly forcing sid to forfeit the race that is until tech takes on the challenge after a harrowing race where tech survives all the cheating attempts by Malegi's racers. Uh, He takes on the left tunnel and strategically drops his weapons to go fast enough. He wins the race and they bring Sid home uh, as she says she'll make it up to him with seemingly no consequences. Uh, Malegi warns them to watch their backs, telling them that their loyalty is admirable. But with Sid, it doesn't always go both ways. Um, So... What do you think of the race? What did you think of Tech's big win? Uh, and do you think that Sid is going to go against them after they've basically, like, I think at least more than once, saved her life uh, in this episode?
2: Yeah, I think that uh, it's it's interesting to see her sort of actually feel thankful for a second there, the way she's like, stutters and is kind of, uh, like astounded that they actually saved her from this situation um I also love the discussion between Teo and Tech in regards to like studying the track and studying the other racers and the irony of hearing a droid say it's not about Calculations, it's about yeah. a feeling, like, yeah, oh, I like, love what are you that feeling. Part?
1: Droid, You're yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I also just like the fact that most of the racers are droids, yeah. Like, it's so deadly that they're like, we'll just we'll program something to race for us. If something happens, we'll just rebuild him. It's yeah. so good, and I
0: love that the droids, like, some of them were protocol droids, some of them were or, like, there's a B1, callback to. Well, Attack of the Clones, right, where we see one where it's like a battle droid head on a protocol droid's body. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And it kind of makes sense that that would be the case, Darcy, like you're saying, because these these droids are probably just getting ripped to shreds every week
1: (laughs) and they're just getting put back together.
0: Whatever
2: Um, parts are salvageable that makes a new droid. It really is
1: more (laughs) dangerous to be a viewer of these races than it is to be a driver (laughs) because most drivers could just be rebuilt. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love Wrecker's line
0: in this when Tech is racing and he's like, Tech, you got to be in front to win. And it's like, (laughs) <laughs> it, like he genuinely thought That Tech didn't understand How a race would work I just I love Wrecker so much And that line just got me So So It's just amazing Um, And then Tech was awesome In this episode Right Like So good he, mm-hmm. The way he uses Tactics and Knowledge of physics To win Was great And also like it shows. It, I I I don't. When I think of bravery in the Bad Batch, you know, they're all brave, but I don't. I don't think Tech is at the forefront of the thought of bravery, right? You think you probably think more Hunter, more uh, Wrecker, if anything, in terms of bravery. I mean, Wrecker's more stupidity, but but with, <laughs> but with Hunter, you know, he's definitely at the forefront of bravery. But I think seeing, you know, Tech, uh, he's he's the smartest character, and he's he's asking. Why people don't take the left tunnel instead of just being afraid of it because he's he's told to, mm-hmm. uh, and I think that was a really cool thing with his character, and I think that kind of shines between him and again Omega kind of learning from from him.
1: Mm-hmm. I think it's really cool that like he. He is clearly more science based and once he has all these facts, that's when he's sure enough to step into the the role of racer and like that's why he's so confident and takes that left path is because he trusts in his calculations that he's making on the fly in this you know crazy race so yeah again, really cool episode to showcase tech's talents and how he is like you said brave and has the courage to do what needs to be done to save people he maybe doesn't care about, but you know he needs to save because he's indebted to them for some reason, so it's it's really cool. So good.
2: I really love that the this episode took the time to um, highlight Tech's abilities and his strengths, and I hope that future episodes will do that with more members of the Bad Batch. And I hope we get an episode where we can kind of see Wrecker highlighted and why his his physical strength isn't his only strength. And mm-hmm. I hope that we also get an episode where we can see Echo and his like good heart that he still has from being a clone previously and yes he may be more machine now than man but um you know get to see his the way his human brain has altered the way he uses the technology that's a part of him Mm
0: -hmm. yeah absolutely yeah i think i think that's kind of the the best part about these episodes where we do split up the bad batch right where we kind of In a a strange way, it almost seems like having them all in a room doesn't necessarily allow a a particular one of them to shine. So the moment that we sort of split them up, that's where we can really get down into their psyche and understand a little bit more about them. And I think even more so when we just get like two of them together I think is where you know we can see them having a conversation together uh, and they go a little bit deeper into their characters so yeah I think absolutely more character development uh, this season and I think that's one of the things that we even talked about at the end of season one was that we wanted more episodes mm-hmm. with them kind of, if they're going to do this adventure of the week style thing, they don't all need to be together. Let's kind of mix it up a little bit. Let's give a different dynamic to the, to what we're seeing on screen. Yeah. Um, so I definitely got that for sure. And we
2: talked about that last week too, how, you know, different pairings will give us different stories. Or I guess this was two weeks ago. Um, we, we get a little bit of record and tech this week, but then what happens if you put Hunter and Echo together and we see their sort of bond that has been made post um, Clone Wars, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm looking forward to that and having Omega be this sort of like blank slate soundboard because she's learning from all of them. So she's intaking different parts from each guy um, and being the like straight man, quote unquote, uh, of each episode
0: yeah yeah and i do want to shout out the the announcer uh for the riot races we talked about him a little bit earlier but just when he's saying all the names and then he just gets to tech and he's like tech is that, <laughs> that's it that's all it is because like all these other racers have these yeah. like crazy names um it wasn't greg proops i was really hoping Aww. that Greg's, Greg brig proops was going to be the voice again um but it wasn't but still Definitely gave me the vibes uh, of of Greg Proop's uh, announcer from from Phantom Menace. So good. So good. Uh, listen, we got through this episode so fast. Yeah, uh, wow. I mean, like, I think Teo would be really, really proud of us <laughs> uh, for this. So let's get to our, our kind of our overall thoughts and final score for this episode, uh, which we're going to be rating on a scale of one to five Teo body parts. Uh, so Megan, I'm actually going to get you to kick us off this week.
2: Absolutely. I you know, I said it last week I couldn't see myself giving lower than a 5. However,
0: <laughs> <laughs> it happened.
2: It happened. It happened earlier yeah. than I thought. But yeah. like you said, it's these sort of episode of the week, journey of the week, adventure of the week, um situation where it's not going to be all about furthering the story it's more about highlighting characters and giving them a little bit of character development giving us a little bit of nostalgic kick um with these almost pod racer type thing uh which Mm -hmm. was super fun to watch um i think just from last week being such an impactful episode and so intense this one Brought us back to the light again a little bit. It was more fun. The droid characters were super fun. Definitely love Teo. I would like to see a Funko of that head flipping back and forth. <laughs> oh, that'd be so cool. I will but buy actually, that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, with all that said, it just wasn't something that impacted me all that much, but it was still a super fun episode. So, I'm going to give this a four out of five Teo body parts. He's not completely finished built, but. There you go. He's almost there. There
1: you go. Darcy, what about yourself? Uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of similar thoughts to, to Meg there. Like I said last time, I was worried about these filler episodes. But if this is going to be the filler episodes we get for this season, I'm I'm going to enjoy it a lot more because there was more, again, heart to it. We got those character moments that we're looking for, as well as some you know great new characters in Teo and even the... Uh, I forget his name already, but the crime lord that's intimidating Sid, like we mm-hmm. yes. Uh, just the fact that we got some of these cool characters and they're like they're teasing towards this dark past that of Sids that might be a, a, a bigger plot point later on in the season. Who knows? I, it has me uh, excited for more filler content from the season because they know they, it seems like they know how to handle the characters a bit more this time and let them tell the story of their their relationship and stuff like that so yeah i'm looking forward to it but uh again was a bit bummed that there it was so soon after that last episode that we got an adventure of the week so this one will be (laughs) getting a four out of five teo parts for me as well and that's, I mean, four out of five. I think we forget is a pretty good score. Yeah, um, oh, yeah. You know, I'm not I, knocking this episode at all. It's just it wasn't the big, like, it wasn't a good follow up to the last, like, last week's like really dark tone episode. Yeah. yeah,
0: it definitely feels like a like you're you're falling off a cliff like that guy in in episode uh, two. Uh, <laughs> Um, this episode was a ton of fun, I think is the biggest word that I could use fast and fun. Um, you know, the, the guest voice actors, the pod racing feel, um, really, really worked for me. And like you were saying, Darcy, like, again, like definitely a side mission, but I think the, the story itself and the way that it played to each of the characters' strengths with Omega, always pushing to do what's right, you know, Record just being the, the big beautiful muscle dummy that he is and then (laughs) tech just you know using his brains to beat out the bronze uh, I think was really really well done I was absolutely at a 3.5 out of 5 um, but thinking about it and I think this is probably not even you batches this week I think it's just (laughs) the phantom menace bias that's coming from me I think you know phantom menace gets so harped on and it got so much crap from original trilogy fans when it first came out and you know that was the that was like the one of the first Star Wars movies I saw in theaters uh, was the Phantom Menace and just like that's my you know prequel trilogy is my Star Wars love it or leave it um, and so I think for me I'm actually gonna bump that up to a four out of five Teo body parts uh, for this episode it definitely it, it, here's the thing it was a three point five. That was a four for me, if that makes sense. If that makes sense, like I think for anyone else listening who's like, I don't care about pod racing, you're probably still at a three or
1: a 3.5. Well, we're three for three now in terms of your score going up 0.5 <laughs> from after the conversation. So I'm just wondering if that trend will continue for throughout the season. It, it might, it might. If you batches
0: keep just reminding me how good this show is, uh, it very well. Might. Uh, But that is it for this (laughs) week's Watch Club for Star Wars The Bad Batch Season 2. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, And if you did, make sure to subscribe to us wherever you like to listen to podcasts, if you haven't already. And if you want to write into the show with your thoughts or predictions on the shows we cover in Watch Club, well, listen, you don't have to go through the left tunnel and win back the freedom of a lady you don't really trust. Instead, Megan, can you let our lovely batches know where they can reach us by hollow message?
2: They can reach us at wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. That's wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Twitter at geekcentricYT or on Instagram at wearegeekcentric.
0: Very nice. Very fast. You got to go fast when you say fast. that stuff. Fast. <laughs> For yes. Teo. For Teo. Uh, rest in peace, I, or pieces, I guess. I don't know. Is, is, did they put him back together in the end? I can't remember. I don't. I'm sure they could. He I'm was still sure. kicking when they picked up his corpse. There, yeah. <laughs> somebody did. Somebody put him back together. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Uh, all right. Keep in mind, we also have some interviews out now. Uh, our most recent interview, uh, I think, maybe it might not be. Who knows? Uh, is our interview with the Bad Batch themselves, D. Bradley Baker, along with the writer and director for this series. Um, so again subscribe here subscribe on youtube at youtube.com slash geekcentric so you can keep up with all the great stuff that we're doing and all the great stuff that we have coming at you in the year that is 2023 um darcy megan thank you so much for joining me for this watch club and as we say good soldiers
2: follow orders